you are listening to the Periodic Table of People podcast. I'm your host, Nebo Mahoney, and welcome to the show where we explore what really makes a chemist. Welcome you guys. I hope you had a good week. I'm delighted to welcome our very first guest to the show today apart from myself. Um, Malvina will be talking about all her advice that she has from her undergraduate degree that she just completed in May and is graduating in October before she starts her graduate job um, in September. So Malvina completed her undergraduate degree in University College Cork completing a degree in chemistry with forensic science and in this podcast we talk about tips and tricks that she has from her own time in undergraduate studies and we also talk about different ways for students who are in school to really educate themselves on what an undergraduate degree or their course that they've chosen will actually lead them to or how they will benefit from it personally as we know it's very difficult to tell from online things and she has so many good tips and tricks um, to make sure you stay on track for your studies as well as are fully educated before choosing a college course. So welcome to the first interview episode guys. Malvina, how are you? And welcome to the show. Um, I suppose we'll get started with the first question straight away. And the first question I have for you today is what is your definition of success? Um, so basically for me, um, being successful means that I'm happy. So I do have a lot of goals that I want to reach, but in my opinion, there's no point, you know, just reaching them if I can't be happy. I suppose what you're saying is you kind of want a work-life balance that you want the happiness in both your personal and your professional life. To get started with the rest of the kind of interview stuff if you'd like to just walk us through your career thus far. In school for my leaving cert I did chemistry and biology as my two subjects and I knew I wanted to go into science so this is why I chose to do those for leaving cert. I knew I wanted to do chemistry in college but I didn't just want to do chemistry. I kind of wanted to apply it in a more interesting way per se so I decided to do forensics um you know the way you always see CSI on TV and it just looks so cool pharmacy and forensics but in the end I just thought forensics would be more of my kind of thing I applied for chemical sciences in UCC and then in second year I got the choice to do the forensics part Brilliant. So that's funny, actually, that you say that, because that was my CAO form as well. I was pharmacy really? and chemistry. Yeah. Um, and I just couldn't decide. And I suppose it's funny now because I kind of work as a pharmacist with my chemistry degree and my phone. But yeah, that was my CAO as well. But I actually took pharmacy off. I think it was like a couple of days too. before. Yeah. I did too, because it was two high points and I knew I wouldn't get it. Yeah. And I was I just kind of like, maybe I want the lab. Maybe that's what it is that I want the lab and the pharma yeah. industry as opposed yeah. to um, working in a pharmacy every day and also working Saturdays did not appeal to me. <laughs> exactly. I was also quite scared of pharmacy. Exactly. I was also quite scared of pharmacy. I was like, will I be doing exactly the same thing every day? You know, that kind of scares me. So I was like, you know what, forensics, that's that just sounds so interesting. 
probably a bit, you know, um, influenced by TV, but Sherlock. <laughs> <laughs> That's why the TV is there, I'm sure. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> Your plans are to go and do a forensics master's, isn't it? Yes, that's true. So I was looking at two courses. One of them is a year-long master's in Glasgow, and the other is a two-year-long master's in Amsterdam. I'm going to go with the one in Amsterdam because in your second year, you get to specialize in a specific field in forensics. And I guess that's like really appealing to me because it kind of puts you on a specific track, um, career track. And also, Amsterdam (laughs) of course (laughs) and also the two years are significantly cheaper than the one year in Glasgow okay and what area in forensics do you know what area kind of tickles your fancy at the moment having done your undergrad do you know what I think I'm still unsure about that but lately I've been kind of thinking about maybe arson (laughs) I don't know why but I really found the lectures interesting on that and the techniques used and everything. So yeah, for now, I'm going to say that, but who knows? I would say that's also like the most chemistry of anything that we covered in undergraduate as well. So maybe that's your draw. Maybe that's too. why, yeah, <laughs> exactly. I kind of want to stay away from like the biology part of it because I'm more interested in actual chemistry, like paint and whatnot and tracks kind of want to stay away from the body bodily thing you yeah. know what I mean fair that <laughs> yeah, makes total biology sense biology part is not for me next question is what is the biggest challenge you've faced thus far in your career or your path from school or within school too um, and how did you overcome it for me that would definitely be moving from leaving cert to college like the amount of work and just the higher standards the difference between the two is just massive and you really don't realize it until you hit second year I think for me in order to get past that you you have to get organized you really do so I basically started with a simple planner I know it sounds silly but I mean it does wonders I basically had written every single day what needs to be done out of like um college work let's say and then what notes need to be taken, what needs to be studied for when and stuff like that. And that literally just saves you so much time when it comes to exams and so much stress, just staying organized and on top of it. And by doing that, you know, you're not suddenly like bombarded with work at the end of the semester. That's such good advice. And I think it's something that's really in at the moment too, like to-do lists is really in and goals of the day. Yeah, so it's quite topical, I suppose. Like, how many journals are out there just do that, like, bullet journaling? Exactly, even and, like, it's kind of exciting getting a nice new journal, you know, getting to write on a new pen. I don't know, I just love those things. So, for yeah. me, it's something Who exciting. doesn't love new stationery, I think? Oh, my God, stationery shopping is the highlight of college. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm joking, it's not, but... <laughs> and I do think it's important to highlight that transition, that everyone thinks, oh, college is so much easier than the Leaving Cert. And like easier is not the word. It is different by like you don't have as many hours like that. You're not committed. Like it's not nine to like half four like you were in school or if you didn't have to study, it was like six o'clock. The college is like you have to decide to do those hours or not. You are literally in charge. 
completely and I suppose the only thing that might be easier in some respects is that you don't have to do the subjects you're not interested in and I suppose for most of us chemists that's like Irish English maybe even maths for some people languages those kind of things so in that sense it is easier because you should be more naturally drawn to your subjects but yeah I do think people forget the college is the hard part (laughs) I do think it's it is quite difficult you know when you're doing your subjects for leaving cert, people think it's it is difficult. I'm not going to say it's not, but you are really just grazing the subject. Whereas when you go to college, oh my goodness, the depth you go in, it's crazy, and that difference is what is is what makes it really really hard. Like the transition, completely. I think it's like demanding is the word for leaving cert, whereas challenging yes. and difficult is college. Yes. And I know for me anyway, whenever I went into first year coming from leaving search, we'd be used to getting like, I suppose it was A's and B's for me. I think it was like H1s and stuff for you. Um, But it was the 70%, like that's the top grade. And you were like getting 70 something and you're like, oh, that's so bad. Why is my average so low? Even though it's so different, like they don't compare. And by the time you get to fourth, you're like, I got 65. Oh, my God, I'm doing so good. <laughs> yeah, it's just like that. The bar has changed so much. So much. It's just so much more difficult to reach the 80s and 90s now. Completely. And I Possible, think. but difficult. Yeah, very, very few do it. And I suppose yeah. on that, in that sense, like you're not failing getting a 2-1. No, like that is the second best grade. There's a reason it's like 10% for all the other grades and it's yeah. 30% for a 1-1. Like there's a yeah. reason that exists. What was the highlight, I suppose, of your studies so far? Um, or what are you looking forward to in your future studies and career? I loved the forensics labs so much. I love being in the lab in general. Like, this is why I love chemistry. Just lab work is great. But then getting to do forensics labs, like, that's just something that you don't get to do in a lot of colleges. So for that, UCC was great, you know. It was just so interesting. And you literally felt like you were on your own episode of CSI. (laughs) It was so interesting. So for me, it would definitely have to be the forensics labs. Like, that was just so cool. It's like another world, I think. And I feel like most people listening won't have done forensics. Um, no. And considering we're two forensics graduates, maybe no. we're like biased towards that. But like even teaching those forensics labs, it's just... It just didn't feel real. Like it didn't feel like you're a part of college or anything like that. It was just... It felt like so, you're doing like workshops. Like exactly. it wasn't like it was your actual education. <laughs> exactly. Because it's not something you would, people would study. So, so cool. Like the outdoor crime scene, indoor crime scene. Oh my God. Yeah, and I suppose another perk of those labs is that you really get to know your classmates too, with it being a small course. Yeah. Do you have any tips and tricks for students who are leaving school or hoping to go on to college? First of all, I'd probably just say to not rush into anything. Like, if you are unsure of what you want to do, that's completely fine. It's not a race. Fine, I think to take a year out and think of what you want to do, and then go and do a course instead of feeling pressured because everyone else is going to college. Another thing I would say for maybe studying for the Leaving Cert is also organization, you know, color coding, doing your notes, doing exam questions, which literally helps so much. And it's also a really good skill to develop for college, being organized, folders, color coding, notes. And also maybe when you're choosing your CEO courses, what you'd like to do in college, do a lot of research, like get to know your likes, get to know your dislikes. When you find a course that sounds really cool, 
make sure to read into it, like what it actually involves, not just in first year, but all the years. Maybe even find a contact of someone who did that course before and email them or something. Or if you go to college open day, speak to that person. You know, I think that helps a lot. Just getting real life feedback, I suppose. Exactly, real life feedback about it. And I think, like you said, speaking to the students who've gone through it or are currently yes. in it, I think they're the ones to talk to. They're the ones to listen Absolutely. to. I suppose you and I know the the academics in college are, are designed to love their course that they run oh, and sell the course that they run so for I suppose any students who aren't aware of that anyone who's not in college yet that it's the students who are actually completing the course that you want to talk to yeah. not the director of the course on the ground experience you want to try and find a student or an ex-student exactly exactly because like the directors of the course don't have the same experience as you do <laughs> completely especially now with COVID, you know, online learning, like, you know, students who experience both on campus and online learning, like. Yeah. And that's like, that's going to be the future, the integration of those two of those, like we've seen benefits of online learning. Of course, it can't be the only method of learning, but I do think it'll be incorporated into learning from now on. So it's important to choose a course that does well at its teaching methods and I suppose teaching methods that suits you because some people are visual some people are just not able to do books at all so like choosing a course that suits all your intelligences is super important you know I thought of another trick that's going to sound so nerdy but do you know the way sometimes you have to learn like definitions and concepts yeah I used to look up songs about it on YouTube like science songs and I mean it sounds so nerdy but it actually really helps because it gets into your head And it helps you learn the basics so that you can go on and, you know, learn further more about it. It's not so nerdy because like (laughs) whenever we were in like French or German or Irish, we'd listen to the tape and like your accent would be 10 times better because you'd just been listening to the tape. I remember my French teacher when I was in school was like, whenever you came in now, you couldn't speak French at all. And I was like, listen to the tape because like I'm quite musical. I play a lot of instruments. And I just used to listen to the tape in the background the odd time when I was doing my French homework. And then by the time I was finished, she was like, you have the best French accent. So if that Amazing. works for languages, it has to work. And I suppose all of us know lyrics, how many songs without even trying to learn them. So It does. Or even if you're quite creative, um, you can think of a maybe movie theme song. I thought about Star Wars. I don't know why, but like <laughs> there was... Um, I did a physics course in first year. There was this definition that I just could not get. And I literally just made up a little rhyme about it using the Star Wars theme. And it's still in my head. (laughs) (laughs) Or like rhymes. I'm the same. Like even like I know my times tables from primary school based on rhymes. I can (laughs) still have chemistry definitions in my head from leaving search that I could just do knowing the rhyme. (laughs) Exactly. So, I mean, there's so many different methods that you can learn if, if just writing notes doesn't work for you, that's fine. There's like a hundred of other methods. Definitely. And I think that's probably like the biggest tip to take from that for any student of any age is you need to find your method of learning. Yes, exactly. And invest and think, time in that. Absolutely. And I think first year is the perfect time to do it if you haven't already done so for leading search. Definitely. Because first year is designed to try and get you through and try to experience as much as possible. Whereas everything is more fine tuned after first year. You need to be working harder after first year. So take the opportunity. You already have found your style and everything. Yeah. 
exactly agree. I think that's a great advice so what are your future plans my future plans involve my master's and after I finish my master's I would like to go possibly to America and work as a forensic scientist I would love to be kind of both in the lab and on the scene but obviously that would depend on the company or wherever I would work but ideally I would like to be kind of blended like lab and then the scene as yeah well. I completely understand that and I suppose I that must be your dream job too that kind of it answers is. my next question <laughs> completely I've wanted to be a forensic scientist for years now literally since fifth year and it hasn't changed so far well done I ended up in forensics I didn't exactly choose it I had a really naive mindset on okay I've decided to do chemistry I don't want to choose modules I don't want to do a work placement and yes I know in hindsight that is ridiculous to say that but I accidentally chose forensics because of that and it worked out for me like it went really well I liked forensics but I suppose your angle on forensics and a lot of my friends angle on forensics was that's what they wanted to do they went to UCC to do forensics versus I went to UCC to do science ended up in forensics and it worked for me and I've now ended up in analytical chemistry because of that where do you see yourself in five years time um in five years time I would ideally be on a plane to America to my dream job (laughs) (laughs) um no but in five years time I would like to see myself at the job you know it will take me a little bit to finish the master's degree and everything so hopefully by five years I'll be on my way to actually starting the job fantastic So what does your day-to-day look like whenever you are in college? What did your day-to-day structure look like? How did you set up your day and your timetable? Pre-COVID, it used to be pretty simple. I would roll out of bed maybe half an hour before the lecture, have some breakfast, go to my lectures. They would usually last until one o'clock. Okay. Um, After that, I would get some lunch and then I would try and go into the library to like get my notes done for the day from the lectures that I had in the morning I found that doing your lectures lecture notes straight away on the same day oh my gosh it's just such a time saver and you don't have to think about it the next day plus when you're doing notes you're retaining information as well which is really really good when it comes to new topics um I would then you know have a break for some dinner some gym time friends time go out some days and that would be pretty much it. I would also do PAL sessions where I would kind of help first year students with like um, first year chemistry material. I would do that um, every week or so, which was kind of fun. It's a great way to kind of improve your own understanding on the basics of chemistry. Um, So yeah, I would definitely recommend doing that if we ever get back on campus. Yes, exactly. (laughs) And then I suppose... After COVID, that was quite different. Yeah. I found online learning quite difficult, even though I had way more time. Yeah. I would get up, for example, before I would just roll out of bed, whereas now I would have gotten up like two hours before lectures at least. Okay. To like do more notes, do more reading, you know, just kind of stressing out about the whole situation. I would then do my lectures, which again would be until one or so. Mm-hmm. And then I would spend the whole afternoon and evening just studying, doing notes, trying to do questions. Yeah. Trying uh, to make prettier notes. 
I think being in final year and going through the COVID online learning added so much more stress. And while it suited like a tiny group of people and it did suit a tiny group of people, research has showed that it has improved certain people's grades, um, particularly those with specific learning difficulties because like where they've recorded uh, lectures and they can rewatch and rewrite notes. And I suppose the capability to intake information in and it is easier because you're not allowed to record your lecture on the day. But if it's online, you can watch it 20 times if you want to. Exactly. Um, but it definitely you lost the, I suppose the whole fun aspect of college yeah. you couldn't go out you couldn't meet your friends you couldn't have a coffee you couldn't even play sport um, no, and then also you kind of I suppose dictate your own study day and how much I'm studying versus how much you're studying by who you meet on campus and who you yes. see studying and who you see in the library and the opportunity for that just wasn't there no so everyone was just in their own head competing with themselves and saying I could do more I could do more I could do more absolutely I found that I was like sitting at my desk doing college work for way too long I just completely got in my head and did college work like almost 24 7 to be honest I only let myself have one day off and stuff like that it's just a really stressful time and I guess you know it was my first and last hopefully year of doing online college so like I didn't really get that time to adjust to it I just did it as best as I could whereas if I would have maybe one last year of college left and it was all learn like all online again I think I would do things differently I would definitely put aside more time for like relaxing 100% I wouldn't do college work past six For example, if I got up two hours, like at 7 a.m., for example, to do work, I wouldn't do it past six. Yeah, to like schedule in fun time and relaxation time. Absolutely, absolutely. Like online learning is great in the sense that, as you said, you can rewatch lectures and everything. Um, There's more material available to you to revise and stuff. But I guess, yeah, the whole part of no fun being there at all, that, that makes it quite difficult, you know? Yeah. And in a lot of cases, I suppose, a lack of a timetable that very few lectures actually took place at 10 a.m. They were just all available online and you could binge them for three days and do nothing for the rest of the week. Or you could tune in and make a schedule. And I suppose you sounded vigilant on making a schedule, but you overworked yourself. And there is an in-between. Yeah, there was no in-between for me. It was just full on, very full on, probably because of the added stress of it being, you know, my last year me wanting to get that one one and stuff like that you know completely yeah completely and all your online learning from the end of third year and all of final year and fourth year like it was all that counted all of those exams exactly literally you had no room for error of course the pressure was on and you had no one to say but look I'm doing 10 times more study than everyone else and saying I don't need to do as much you yeah. have that gauge and I'm sure then other people had the opposite problem they couldn't timetable themselves they couldn't set themselves to sit at a desk and I suppose sitting at a desk all day was your coping mechanism versus someone else's coping mechanism was run away from the desk and I think it all comes back to the importance of timetabling and even your to-do list and a planner it all exactly. actually comes back to that which I think is such fantastic exactly. advice but literally like having a to-do list of not just things you need to do like college-wise but literally like I was scheduling in like it sounds funny, but I was literally scheduling in dinners, lunches, exercise time, TV time. I was literally writing out everything because that's what kind of helped me just following a list. 
And I think also it makes you see that, oh, I met that friend for lunch or I did watch that movie. Like I've even gotten in the habit of scheduling when I'm meeting people so that when I look at my calendar, it's not all work. Exactly. Because like you're so used to following a to-do list that you don't think about like the things that are not on it, for example. Such a great idea, especially in COVID times when you're working from home and your whole day can feel like work. Because you're always in the same environment. Exactly, exactly. So scheduling whenever you're actually having fun so you don't forget you had that fun. I think it's important. (laughs) It sounds silly, but I mean, it works. I suppose a more normal question for you, like how do you let off steam? How do you reset on a personal level? What do you do after work that like replenishes that drive? Um, Probably a lot of Netflix. I do like to just, you know, lay down, just chill, have a snack um I also love driving so I love going for drives to the beach like I don't care if I have to drive an hour after work like I'll do it because it's just I find it very relaxing and then you know just I love beaches as well so like same as me so (laughs) and I also love baking well thank you so much for your time today thank you Um, you're a fantastic guest really delighted to have you on um and a fantastic worker might I add especially for someone who did their FYP um desk-based even though they didn't want to be at the desk having to do an FYP on top of all your modules must have been incredibly difficult I can't even imagine it you need the lab as an outlet especially as a science student I think that's where we all breathe um so I can't imagine how difficult COVID has been but I hope for I know you're starting a job in September yes that's true so I'll get to be in the lab all the time now <laughs> exactly a graduate Make up job for all the time lost in UCC completely and that also gives you the couple of years I suppose to make sure that your um, Amsterdam learning is not online <laughs> exactly see even if I didn't get that job I was going to take a year out anyway this is how determined I am not to never do online college again <laughs> Yeah, these experiences do like make you realize that kind of stuff, though. But hey, you've come out the other side of COVID, the better. You now have a degree, (laughs) which you didn't have at the start of COVID. So at least it is unproductive. (laughs) (laughs) True, true. Please rate, review and subscribe to the podcast on all your favorite podcasting platforms, including Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play and wherever you get your favorite podcasts. I'd like to thank the Royal Society of Chemistry Outreach Fund for their support and funding for this podcast, as well as the School of Chemistry in UCC for their encouragement, involvement and support. Please reach out to us on Instagram, Twitter or wherever you use your social media platforms and give us any feedback or comments you would like um, to develop the podcast with us. We're really here to serve you. So we really look forward to that feedback. Uh, Apple Podcast seems to be the best way to help a podcast out at the moment. So any ratings and reviews on there will be hugely appreciated, guys. Until next time. (laughs) 